And welcome to Rayim Ahuvim. This is Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, MS Marriage and Family Therapy. So happy you are joining us today. What is today? Today is 10-22-2015. This is a live show, Thursday, 11 a.m. What we do here is we try to speak about skills and tools that will enhance, allow you to connect and reconnect with your spouse. Last week, we started an extremely interesting topic. What we were talking about is enhancing our relationships and practical tips and advice for Shabbos. Shabbos is, is, is like a... Shabbos is the relationship that, that, we're, that we are having on Shabbos with our spouses, with our kids, ultimately with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, could could be tremendous. It, it, it could be unbelievable. You know, I compare. You know, the, the, the many many of the ruchniyastik aspects of our lives. For example, Eretz Yisrael. You know, go to Eretz Yisrael. Nebuch, right now, we're we're all davening for the safety of people in Eretz Yisrael. What's going on in Eretz Yisrael? But those of you who've gone to Eretz Yisrael in the past, you know that it, it's just it's the place is so powerful. On one hand, you can have the, the, the highest level Torah learning, Yerush Shemayim, connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And in the same country, you can have terrible things going on. Literally terrible things going on. In certain places, there are terrible things going on. So how is that possible? Same place. So like a, I always like to play it like nuclear, you know? You can have a, a nuclear power could light up a city. Nuclear power could destroy a city. Literally destroy a city. Atom bombs, etc. Shabbos is the exact same. Shabbos if it's done right, the Kedusha, the connection, the inspiration that we can have on Shabbos is unreal. I don't have to tell you this. All of us will keep Shabbos. You know exactly what I'm talking about. On the other hand, if Chas Hashem, someone is Mechalel Shabbos, someone who's not a Shomer Shabbos, just let the Shabbos go like a week there, or even people who do keep Shabbos but aren't really connecting to the... Co- what am I talking about, by the way, when I say connecting? Connecting on Shabbos? What's this connecting that we're talking about? You know what? Let me start the class today like this. What if, what if, I ask you all a question, what if one day your spouse comes home early, okay? Your spouse comes home early. Let's say they, your spouse works, okay? So you, or goes to call out, whatever it is, your spouse comes home early. And your spouse says, you know what? I actually got out early a little today. I came home because I wanted to spend time with you today. That's what I wanted. You're like, what? You want to spend time? Yeah, I want to spend quality time with my spouse. You're like, surprised? Really? Yeah, what would you like to do? Let's talk. Let's take a walk. Tell me about your day. And you're like really surprised. And you're spending time with your spouse. And it's wonderful. You're having a great time because you're connecting. You're talking. You're you're, you, you feel like your spouse is empathizing with you and things are just wonderful. And like after this beautiful time that you have with your spouse, you say to your spouse, that was great. That was, re- you know, that was, that was wonderful. Can we do this again tomorrow? And you're like, you're, let's say your husband, for argument's sake, your husband says, I'd love to do it tomorrow, but I have to go to work. <laughs> you know, I have to work. And you're like, but we had such a great time. I want to do this again tomorrow. We had such a wonderful time together. I feel like we're never connecting. I feel like we finally got, were able to connect. So he says, but what am I supposed to do? I, I got to bring the money. You said to him, you know what? Listen to this. My mother actually, this past, um, after Yom Tif, she gave me, she gave me an envelope. I don't know. She said to me, you know what? You never know. Here's some money. And I said to myself, you know what? You say to your spouse, 
I'm going to give you some money for tomorrow. Whatever. Tell me what your expense is. Like, oh, come on. I got to go to work. No, tell me what, how much money you're going to make. So your spouse, your husband, let's say, gives you a certain amount. says, you know, I'm going to make, let's say, $300, $400 tomorrow. Whatever it is. $100, whatever it is. And you say, okay, no problem. I want to spend time with you tomorrow. I really want to spend time with you. So instead of going to work, can you do me a favor? Can you just, can you just please take this money, you know, make believe you're going to work, and let's just spend time together. We had such a beautiful time. And your husband says to you, that's great. That's really, really great. Okay, no problem. I, I feel about you. Sure? Yeah, sure. So the next day, you're all excited. You wake up. You can spend time with your spouse. And what happens? Your spouse, your husband, he sleeps in. Like, he doesn't go to davening. He goes to davening, comes back, and goes to sleep. And you're like, I thought we were spending the day. Oh, I'm very exhausted. I know, I know. I want to spend time with you, but I'm really, really exhausted. I want to go to sleep. Okay, fine. Then what happens is your husband wakes up and you're like, okay, finally, we're going to spend some time. He's like 11 o'clock already in the morning. And he's like, hey, we're going to eat breakfast. And he's like preparing breakfast. And he's making himself eggs with this, with, with onions and cheese. And you're like, oh boy, like, like, like we're spending time today. And by the time he gets through sleeping and breakfast, and then he has to make some phone calls to his friends. Like after a while, you come over and you're like, I'm sorry to say this, but like, aren't we supposed to spend time together today? Wasn't that the idea that we're spending time together today? Like, I actually gave you money so you'll be able, you don't have to go to work. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what's going on many Shabbosim. Not in our houses, but this is going on, right? This is going on. Many times, Shabbos, we're just not getting, we're not getting to what we're supposed to do. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a day of Shabbos where Hashem is saying to us, it's on me. It's on me. Don't worry about it. It's always, a, it's always HaKadosh Baruch Hu is always running the show. But here HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you clearly, spend what you need to spend on Shabbos. Don't work on Shabbos. It's okay. I'll arrange it for you. It's fine. You keep Shabbos and I'll take care of it for you. I just want to spend some quality time with you. That's it. Hashem just wants to spend quality time with us and sometimes we get so caught up in the resting and the eating and the doing other things that we don't really get to connect to Hashem we don't get to connect to Hashem in whichever way that we're supposed to connect to Hashem we're just like oh did you connect to Hashem the Shabbos I guess so I guess I got to sleep or you know we had a good meal well how did we connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu? this is what Shabbos is all about so, so how is this done? How is this done? How do we connect? You know, I think, and I mentioned this last week, the best analogy at the end of the day is comparing this to like an anniversary. We have an anniversary with Hashem. Every Shabbos we have an anniversary. It's like a 52, 52 anniversaries a year. Why do I say that? Because what is the anniversary? The anniversary of Shabbos is because Shabbos completed creating the world and on Shabbos he stopped creating. And Shabbos is meant to connect. So we have that anniversary. If you want to go out on your anniversary with your husband, with your wife, you don't just, okay, it's anniversary. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, let's go. Like, what are you talking about, anniversary? Like, we didn't plan this. You didn't get ready. You don't know where you're going. Like, like what's going on here? Obviously, if we have an anniversary, we get, we're excited about it. We plan it. We think about it. We prepare for it. So how do we do it? Number one is we get ready. We got to get ready. So for Shabbos, you got to get ready. You're getting ready. What you're doing is you're, you know, you're cooking for Shabbos. Many ladies are listening to this right now, cooking for Shabbos. You're, you know, maybe you got to pay certain bills before Shabbos. You are cleaning your clothing on Shabbos. You're cleaning up the house for Shabbos. 
you're preparing yourself. You take a shower on Erev Shabbos. You're getting ready for Shabbos. Same way you get ready for anniversary. We're excited about it. Oh, let's let's get ready. Let's get ready for, for our anniversary. Let's get ready for Shabbos. And you know something? If you have children, they see you. They see every move you're making. If you're excited about Shabbos, you're getting ready for Shabbos early, you're cooking early, you're cleaning early, you're coming home early. Last week we spoke about this. Oh, boy, this is so important. It's such a problem. I'm getting so many complaints from ladies. Maybe maybe, maybe it works the other way around either. I don't know. You guys, what? you want to text me? You can text me maybe at the end of the show. But you know what? I'm mostly getting this complaint from women that their husbands are coming last second. Arab Shabbos are coming last second. You say, what you, what's the problem? What do you mean? I have 18 minutes, uh, whatever it is, and I can make it. Of course you can make it. I know men, of course, you're not being Michal Shabbos. I get that. But when you're not coming in early, the whole beginning of Shabbos is different. It's, it's like, you know, you're going out for anniversary with your wife, and, and you're coming like last second. You're like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's like, what? Like, I'm not ready. Like, what's going on? We want to come into Shabbos relaxed, inspired, feeling a longing for connection. It's not going to happen when you're running to do a shower, running for your shower, running to get dressed, checking the lights, checking the switches. Checking that. It's, not, it's not happening. It's not happening. Give yourself extra time. I say come at least two hours, two hours before Shabbos. Yeah, at least two hours before Shabbos. If you have to, I would say even three. Those of you who are getting ready the whole afternoon, great. You know, it's funny. In Eretz Yisrael, okay, I'm not saying they don't have this problem at all, but it's so interesting to see those of you who have gone to Eretz Yisrael, you go to, this, you know, go to the streets of Yerushalayim, Bnei Brak, and you see people get ready for Shabbos there like so, so, so early. So early. Such a beautiful thing. They're ushering Shabbos before, getting ready for Shabbos, tasting some of Shabbos food. We said last week that if you have children, you want to get them ready for Shabbos, don't pressure them. Oh, you got to get ready. You could tell them a certain time with the younger children, this works great. This is the time, if you're ready for Shabbos, on this time you're getting a special treat. If you're younger children, maybe a taste of Shabbos, or maybe some, some other treat that they like. Maybe some cake, maybe some ice cream. Yeah, some ice cream on a cone. That, work, that works great. The kids get used to They're looking forward to get ready for Shabbos. Older kids are going to be a little more challenging. But to set up a system where you're motivating the kids. And you know how you motivate the kids best? By role modeling. By role modeling. If you're doing it yourself, you... And your spouse, you and your wife, you and your husband, you make up together. And if you're having this problem, by the way, those of you who are listening to me right now, like, I think feel we are having this problem. I know exactly what you're talking about. Speak to your spouse. Speak to your spouse tonight. If you're listening to this today live on Thursday, or if you're listening to this on Monday night, 10, then still speak to your spouse. Speak to your spouse. Find a good time. Like I always say, you know, follow the steps. Find a good time. Don't attack. Don't criticize. Defend your spouse. I know how hard it is for you. Erev Shabbos, you're working so hard for the family. It's hard for you to come on time. If there's any way that you can come early this Erev Shabbos, it would make me so happy. Well, I don't know if I could do it. You know how busy I am. Yeah, I know. You're busy. It's you're so busy. And there's so much to do. And I understand. I don't even know. I don't know how you do everything you do. I don't know. Really, genuinely, say that to your spouse. Genuinely. I don't know how you do everything you do. And I look at them and say them, but it would make me so happy. Don't say, for Shabbos, for the kids, for Hashem. It might not work. It might not work. Say for yourself, ladies, I'm talking to you because you have the leverage. Your husband wants to make you happy. I guarantee you, he wants to make you happy. So, so, so give him that leverage. Use that leverage and say, it make me so happy. And then when he comes on time, say, it make me so happy you came on time today. I really appreciate it. I had a completely different Shabbos. Is he going to fail? Sure, he's going to fail. He'll fail many times. But you know, this is Olam has it. It's about failing and succeeding. So when he does it, empower him. So this is important to come home. Arab Shabbos early. Okay, next. 
So we're getting ready for Shabbos, the next step. Next thing we're doing is we are disconnecting. In order to connect, you have to disconnect. If you're out on your anniversary and your spouse pulls out his or her cell phone and starts texting, you're going to get annoyed. You're going to be like, excuse me, like what's going on? We're spending time together right now. Why are you texting, right? Or if your spouse, you know, your anniversary, you go out, let's say, those of you go out for dinner, let's say, right? So you're going out, and, and, and all of a sudden your spouse is like looking over there, looking over here, interested in everything but you. It's like, hello, like, could you please disconnect a little bit? So that's what we do, and that's why we have, we have obviously this is one reason, there are many, many reasons, and, and the main reason we never understand what Kaddish Baruch wants us to do. We obviously we have to follow because Kaddish Baruch has to follow it, but we have to understand that in order to connect, we have to disconnect. You know, the things that we don't do on Shabbos, when we don't do, we're allowed to connect. When we don't work, when we don't create, then we're allowed to connect. But just like when you're going out with your spouse on, on, on your anniversary and your spouse starts texting and it bothers you, now he or she is doing it, they don't realize it's bothering you, but it's bothering you, right? So you have to tell them, you know, if you don't mind, I'd really appreciate if you get off the phone. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us, Hashem tells us what he wants us to stop doing on Shabbos. There are 39 halachas. It's very complex. Very, very complex. We have to know these halachos. We really have to know halachos. So it's like, okay, I'm going to disconnect. Okay, I'm going to spend time with you. No, disconnect the way Kaddish Baruch wants us to disconnect. So I'm telling us how to disconnect for other reasons as well. But when we disconnect, we could connect. But we have to learn how to disconnect. A lot of us, a lot of us don't necessarily know all the halachas of Shabbos. They're very, very, very complex. Very, very, very complex. You know, it's like we want to we want to keep Shabbos, but we don't really know all the halachos. What do you mean? I know there's so many complex halachos. So many complex halachos. Someone was telling me the other day that you know you have tuna fish on Shabbos. You have you have a bowl of tuna fish, okay, and you have pickles in there and the tuna fish, but you don't like the pickles. You don't like the tuna fish, so you know you don't think you just take out the pickles and you eat the tuna fish. That could be a a derisive of borer. Maybe there are different shitas. Maybe there are different shitas. But we have to learn the halachos. So these are important. In order to dis, in order to connect, we have to disconnect. And it is a very, very good idea if you could, if you could start doing this on your Shabbos table. Ladies, if your husbands are not doing this, please don't pressure them. But it's a good idea for us to learn some hilchas Shabbos on the Shabbos table. At least one meal. At least maybe a shalash of this. At least one meal to, to learn hilchas Shabbos. Constant reminder to learn how to disconnect because we want to connect. To Akadosh Baruch Hu. Number three, <coughs> number three is what? Number three is after we disconnected, we're not doing this, we're not doing that, another thing, we have to learn how to connect. The disconnecting, you know, we're sort of all used to. Yeah, I can't do this on Shabbos, can't do that on Shabbos. But we have to connect. First, we have to connect to our spouse and family. If you don't connect to your spouse and family, you're not going to be able to connect to Akadosh Baruch Hu. I'm telling you, it, it's not possible. I'm asking you a question. For those of you who have children, okay? Say your your you know your child comes over to you, and he says to you, "Mommy, I want to spend time with you. I want to spend quality." And you're like, "Wow, spend quality time with me." Yeah, when do you want to spend? Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. I'm coming back from school, maybe we could spend some quality time and whatever. And you're like, "Okay, no problem." And you're excited. The next day, your son's coming home from school. You're gonna spend quality time with him. You're gonna have a coffee with him or a hot cocoa with him. And then your, then your son starts fighting with his brothers or sisters. And you're like, why are you fighting? And he's fighting like crazy, fighting and not normal fighting, hitting each other. And you're like, and, and your son says, okay, can we spend time? And you're like, spend time? Like, you're just fighting with your other, like, my other son. Like, I don't get this. Like, it bothers you. 
how are you supposed to connect with your son when you see he's fighting like a crazy? It's like, can you stop fighting? And even while you're trying to connect to him, he's fighting. Or he's not connecting. It's like, what's going on here? Ladies and gentlemen, in order for us to connect to Hashem, we got to connect to each other. We got to connect to each other. Connect, connect to your spouse. Connect to your family. Connect to your parents. Connect. Connect. We have to connect. Otherwise, we're not going to be able to connect to Hashem. There's no way we can connect without Shalom. That Shalom is so, so important. This morning, I was actually focusing on this. And it always hits me in the morning, you know, when when we talk about, in terms of value, that talk about that we have to right before Aleinu, that we have to learn halacha every day. And what's the halacha we talk about? Shalom. Why are you talking about Shalom? So many other halachas we can learn. We can learn about Shabbos. We can learn, but we learn about Shalom. Shalom. Why? Why? Because that's it. You, you can't. If you don't have Shalom, if you don't have peace, you cannot move on. You cannot move on. Those of you who have Shalom struggles in your houses or those of you who have had struggles in your houses, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I witnesses almost on a daily basis with people that I see. That what? That you cannot have a connection with Hashem if you don't have Shalom. You can't be at peace with yourself if you don't have Machlokas. If you have Machlokas, Machlokas, the shorash of the word is Chelek. means it's a separation. You can't connect. The reason the Shekhinah comes down into our houses when there's Shalom bias is because there's no other way. There's no other way for us to connect to Hashem if there's, if there's Machlokas in the house. It, that's why it's important to connect to our spouse, to connect to our family on Shabbos. And then finally, we do all this, then we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How do we connect to Hashem? Well, each gender has a different way to connect. Men, through davening, through praying, through learning Torah. That's probably the most powerful way to connect to Hashem, through learning Torah. What do you mean? I'm learning and I'm connecting? Yes, those of you who learn Torah know exactly what I'm talking about. Because we feel fulfilled, we feel like we're accomplishing, and then we feel like, oh, I did something, I figured it out, I asked a kasha, a steer. It's hard, of course it's hard to learn, especially on Shabbos. On Shabbos afternoon, you know, people are, you know, sleep, time. If you spend time, you make yourself time, make yourself time on Shabbos afternoon to learn, whatever it is, an hour, two hours, half an hour if you're not doing it at all. Learn a little bit. Ladies, don't get upset at your husband. Hopefully he's listening to this show. You can motivate him, but not force him. It's, it's a very, very tricky. You shouldn't tell your husband to go learn on Shabbos. It doesn't work like that. You have to know how to do it. It's a very complicated process. But men who are listening to this, it's pivotal to connect to Hashem. That's the purpose of Shabbos. Like, hello, Akash is taking care of us on Shabbos. We're not going to connect to him. Learn Torah, davening, daven to Akash Baruch Hu. That's how we connect. Of course, Akash Baruch Hu has, has, has enjoyment, as if to say, Kaviyachal, when he sees us connect, connecting to our spouse, connecting to our family, being mevatah. That's also, of course, an avodah. Of course, it's an avodah. But then we want to actually have the relationship with Akash Baruch Hu, through davening, through learning. So, but we have to go through all the steps. So that's, that's as far as that's concerned. Now, you know, we spoke about preparation for Shabbos. We spoke about, you know, the cooking and the Erev Shabbos and how to get ready the Friday night. I want to start talking now about something that the truth is, it's true for every Shabbos, for many of you. I should say every, for many Shabbos, for, for many Shabbosim. But it's especially true this Shabbos. It's especially true Shabbos, especially in this community. I know people listen to this Baruch Hashem, all over the world. But, and, and I'm actually, it's all over the world, right? This Shabbos, what is this Shabbos? This Shabbos is something called the Shabbos Project. Many of you are going to be hosting not religious or not so religious guests in your house. And, and 
it's 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 you know for some of you who are, people who have done this in the past and you've hosted non-religious people, it's like yeah, sure, not a problem. You do it Shabbos. But for those of you who 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 aren't don't originally do it, it, it could be a little bit nervous. It's like I don't know, guy's not from. What's he gonna say? What she's gonna say? How he's gonna dress? How she's gonna dress? Of course, I asked him to dress whatever, but I don't know how they're gonna dress. I don't know what to do, and I, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Or what about the children? Most important thing for you to know is that it'll it, it, Shabbos can sh- the beauty of Shabbos is that it's sort of autopilot. If you just do what you do every Shabbos, that will be enough. Really, if you just do what you do every Shabbos, nothing special. Just do what you do on Shabbos. Get ready for Shabbos. Usher in the Shabbos peacefully and inspirationally. Um, the Kiddush, the Zemiris, the Divrei Torah, the fact that the family is all together on Shabbos, that in itself, you'll see, it'll be an inspiration for anybody you're bringing to your house who's not from. In addition, I want to speak about some, some, some tips, and some tips which uh, might help, but just, no, there's nothing to be nervous about. Whatever you do, it'll be fine. It'll really be fine because the Kedusha of Shabbos will just emanate, it'll just come out, and it'll it'll just, it'll hit them. It'll hit them. Obviously, if there's Shalom in your house. Well, hopefully, when there's guests, then for sure there's Shalom, right? There's some couples who actually, they invite guests, some, I, really, I've seen couples, they'll invite guests to prevent Machlokas in their house. Because they know, they have guests, and they won't speak to each other in, in you know, nasty ways. Can you imagine? But in any case, get, those of you who are hosting, not from guests, couple of things we want to talk about. Number one, this is not just true for not from guests. This is true actually from guests as well. Even relatives. Even relatives, really. Even relatives. Like this. You know, this week's parsha. one of the nisyonos, one of the tests that Hashem gives Avram Avinu is to leave. Is to leave. To leave his homeland, his birthplace, where he is. Lecha, atzacham, latatecha. And he's getting scarf. The fact that he's leaving where he, where he came from, where he was born, where he was, where he was raised, Akash Baruch is asking him to leave. But Akash Baruch says to him, you know, uh, what? You're leaving, but there's, there's there's wonderful things waiting for you at the other end of the road, as if to say, there's wonderful, wonderful things. So the the question that's asked, the question that's asked, is as follows. And actually, I, the person who asked me this, I've heard this question previously, but it was misiring me this question last night. There's a man by the name of Rav Chaim. I'm not going to say, some of you know him, Rav Chaim, and he asked me this question. Rav Chaim, if you're listening to this, you asked me this question, you desire me in this particular area. It's beautiful, though. That, what's the big test for Rav What's the big test? I mean, big deal. He's leaving, but he knows, Akash promised him that there's going to be wonderful things waiting for him. So what's the big test? Why is that a test to leave? If you, Hashem tells you to leave, and Hashem promises that, you know, you leave and it'll be wonderful, it'll be great. So, you know, What's what's a test? Is that a test? So that's not the test. The test is is why he left. That's a test. Why did he leave? Avram Avinu didn't leave because he was told that he's going to get all these wonderful things when he leaves. He left because Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him to leave. If Hashem says leave, you leave. You just trust Hashem. Even if Hakadosh Baruch Hu wouldn't tell us these wonderful things waiting for him, Avram Avinu would leave because Avram Avinu had such yiras shemayim. Such a connection, such a relationship with Hashem. If you say so, I trust you. Of course, I'll leave. Because that's what you say. Nothing to do with what, nothing to do with my personal enjoyment. I'll leave. I'm leaving. Same thing with Achnas Ladies and gentlemen, many times it's, it's, you know, we like having guests. It's nice. It's nice. People come in. There's nice conversation. The kids like it. New people. There's newness. It's a nice thing. So, you know, what, 
I'm not saying we shouldn't ha- we shouldn't enjoy ourselves when guests come. Of course, we can enjoy ourselves. But there's a mitzvah v'achnasus archim. The mitzvah v'achnasus archim is not about for ourselves. It's about doing it because it's a mitzvah for the people to bring people into the house. They need a place to stay. Or they don't need a place to stay. They need encouragement. That's what the focus. And the reason I'm saying this is because many times what we like and what we want and what we enjoy, our guests don't necessarily like and enjoy. For example, food. Food is a biggie. You have guests coming. So, you know, Svardi, Ashkenaz, Hasidish, Litvish, we all have different foods. Some foods we all share. But we have to be cognizant of the fact, you know what, maybe my guest is not Ashkenaz, maybe Svardi, maybe Svardi means Ashkenaz. So maybe get some other food for him, for her. So what? So they'll enjoy it also. Here's another one. For example, I'm placing my guest in a certain room, right? So, okay, I don't really care about privacy so much. It's the single guys. And, you know, when I was a bacher, and I, I don't really care, so the door is locked, it's not locked, whatever, I go to sleep, I just close it. Maybe your guest does care, so maybe the locks aren't working in that room, so maybe fix the lock. Maybe the restroom isn't clean. So, you know what? I don't really care. But maybe the guests care. So we have to think outside of ourselves, think about our guests. This is Archim. You know, I, I say this, I'm talking to myself also, that you know we have to focus not just the fact that, okay, this is very nice, but let's think, what would the guests want? And I know for a lot of you it's very partial what I'm saying, but for some of us, unfortunately, it's not. That what, what, was, what does a guest want? What does a guest like? It's a couple of tips, very important tips when you have guests. Number one. Number one. Hold on a second over here. Something came up here on the computer. We're going to... Okay. Number one. Um, preparing the room. Okay, so clearly everybody prepares clean linen and, and a nice clean room for the guest. But little things that, you know, are important, especially for Shabbos guests. First, I want to tell you, if you have Shabbos guests who are not religious, cover the switches. Tape up the switches your wall because they're not used to keeping Shabbos. So if there's, the, the switch is not taped, of course they know, but automatically they might just shut off the light. When they come in, they might turn on the light. When they leave the bathroom, they might shut off the light. It might be a big problem. Tape those switches. I'm telling you, it's a very important thing. Next, <clears throat> another important thing is as follows, and that is Shabbos lamp. If you happen to have a Shabbos lamp, okay, maybe you only have one Shabbos lamp in your own personal room. People are not from, you know what, they're not necessarily going to be able to relate to the fact that there's no light at night and they want to read or something. Maybe if you can, if you can, if, if it's shy, to prepare them a Shabbos lamp. Um, if they're going to stay over later, if they come in early on Shabbos, maybe they want to take a shower, leave them with towels. These are little small things, but they're so important. You know what's important? It's interesting. I was davening in, uh, I was davening in a shul, um, and I was given the, I was given, I was given Hagba in a Nusach Sfarat shul. Those men who are listening to me, I think, will be able to relate to what I'm saying right now. And in Nusach Sfarat, after you do Hagba, Take the Sefer Torah and you sit with the Sefer Torah. You're sitting with the Sefer Torah and you're saying, Ashrei, Now, if you know about Peh, you don't know about Peh. I mean, if you know it by heart, you know it by heart. If you know it by heart, you just say it. But if you don't know it by heart, it could be a problem because you might not remember the words and you need a sitter and you have to ask someone for a sitter. Oh, can you pass the sitter while you're holding the Sefer Torah? It becomes uncomfortable. And in this particular shul, they had this like sheet. And it was laminated, plastic laminated sheet. And on the sheet, it had one thing. It just had the davening from Hagba all the way through to, 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 uh, to the Yom. That's all it had. And it was so nice because I'm like, give you Hagba. You know, so I sit down and someone gives me this sheet. I'm looking at you. What is the sheet? I'm like, wow, that was so thoughtful. 
someone really went out of their way to think about the person who does Hagba and sits down. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, and a lot of shows people just give to dorm, which is also a very big thing. But I was like so impressed that they, somebody went out of the way and the laminate. Same when you have guests. It's like so important to really, for us, all of us, talking to all of us, that well, to go out of our way to think, what would the guest like? Here's another tip. The Shabbos meal. When it comes to the Shabbos meal, it's just normal and natural for your guests not, even if they're hungry, not to take food. Because <laughs> they're, they're just uncomfortable. Like, should I take now? Should I take later? I shouldn't take. It's important for us to pass the food around. I know some of you are listening to this. Yeah, of course. But many houses, they don't do that. You just take. Let's pass the food around to everybody. So everybody can have food, especially the guests. Maybe the guests come first, right? Pass the food around so they won't feel bad. So of course they take. So much so that some houses, what they do is if you have a long Shabbos table, some houses, I think it's a brilliant idea, is if, let's say you're serving, uh, I don't know, chicken, right? So usually you come with one tray of chicken with one platter. You know, split it up into two. Put one end of one end. One tray at one end table, another tray on the table. So this way it's easy access for the guests. Guests feel very, very uncomfortable. You know what's funny? I think it's very normal when you have guests, you know exactly, or you, when you're a guest, you know what I'm talking about. At the end of the meal, you're like, you get up and you want to help. You want to help clear off. And then it's like this whole like little game starts like into, oh, yeah, don't help. You're my guest. Sit down. You don't help. It's okay. You're my guest today. Don't get... Ladies and gentlemen, believe me when I tell you, it makes your guests feel comfortable to help. Their helping is not like a sense, oh, I have to help now. Why do I have to help? I'm a guest. Adrab, on the contrary, they, they want to help. They want to help. Let the, if they get up and help, let them help. Let them go up to the kitchen with you. Let them help. It'll make them feel comfortable. Um, another thing, as far as guests are concerned, this is a biggie. If you have children, if you have children and you have guests, it gets very, very tricky. Because of course it's important. The mitzvah archam is pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. But not to do it while sacrificing the chinuch or the relationship you have with your children and with your wife. It's important. To, of course it's, a, it's pivotal to pay attention to the guests and to make them feel comfortable, etc. But what's also important, if not more important, is our responsibility with our spouse and our children. We can't ignore our spouse because we have, we have guests in the house. I'm sorry, men. We, cannot, we can't. We can't. We just focus on, on the guest. You have a wife. She hasn't seen you all week. Ladies, same thing. If you have your guest over, right? You invite somebody over, right? So busy. We have to focus on our husbands. It's our number one achrayis is to our spouse, to our children, to our family. Now, I'm not saying to ignore the guests. I'm not saying chas v'shalom. Of course, mitzvah chas archim. But you got to split up the time or involve everybody into the conversation. Like I say, I said last week, men, you are the conductors on the Shabbos table. You, or, or better, you're driving. You're the drivers on the Shabbos table. You decide if you want to make a right, you want to make a left, you want to go straight. You're in charge. Wherever the conversation goes, you're in charge. Chas v'shalom goes in a bad way. Lashon hara, shamra. You can move it away. You could shift it. But as you're like navigating your Shabbos table, make sure everybody gets attention, especially the children, because they haven't seen, if you have children, they haven't seen you all week. They want to say a Dvar Torah. Let them say the Dvar Torah. Call them over. If you have little children, they want to come over to you. They want to sit on your lap. Don't feel uncomfortable. They're your children. It's a normal, nice, wonderful, beautiful thing. And your, your guests are going to be very impressed with it, especially not from guests. They're going to be, they don't have this. They don't all have this. When do they have it? On Thanksgiving? It doesn't happen. So the fact that they see a family sitting together and spending time with each other, that's a beautiful thing. They're, <clears throat> they're going to be impressed. Of course, spend time with them also. <clears throat> Try to like balance it. Everybody gets their time. 
<clears throat> taking a drink there. Everybody has to get attention. Of course, the guests have to get attention, but it's very, very pivotal that your children and your wife gets attention as well on the Shabbos table. Okay. Now, Zmiras. Zmiras, let me move back now to just like a regular Shabbos, but also when you have guests, Zmiras. Of course, Zmiras is important. How do we get our children to sing Zmiras? How do we get our children to come on time to the Shabbos table? How do we get our children to come on time to davening? Role model. That's the way to do it. Not by forcing, not by screaming, not by, not by, not by aggravating or being intimidating. <clears throat> it's all about role modeling. You role model, your children are going to see. You start singing. You come to Shabbos table excited. Maybe bring some candy for your children. And that's what it is. We are going to take a short musical break while I take a drink of water. Don't go away. We have a lot to speak about. We're going to make this a very, very short break. We'll be right back. Okay, thank you for waiting there for me. Okay, so now we're talking about, we're saying now that Zmiro, Shabbos atmosphere, the best way to get your family involved is to role model. Now, a tip for Zmiros, I, I think I mentioned this last week, I wasn't sure if I did or not, but I'll mention now. Zmiros, if you have older children, they're not singing Zmiros, for whatever reason it is, they're just not, they're just not interested. A little tip over here, get them to start the song. Say, Moshi, Moshi, I'm trying to combine the Svardi and the Ashkenaz, Moshi. Moshe, Omoshi, Yankel, Yaakov. You know what? Um, I want to sing Baruch Kil- Or even better. You want to start, start a song? What do you mean? Uh, start a song. Start a song. What song should I say? Yeah, start Yanzim Mechubad. We don't have to dominate. We don't have to, we don't have to be in control. It's not about control. Shabbos table is not about control. It's about navigating. It's about guiding. It's about motivating, inspiring. But it's not about control. Why are you singing Zmiris? How come I don't hear you? How come I hear him, but I don't hear you? Let's not bring down. We want to bring everybody up. So if you see that Moshe is not, not, not singing, Moshe, why don't you start a song? Yankel's not, not singing. Yankel, you had a la- nice song last time. Why don't you start singing it? Now they're in control. Oh, they feel good. It, it motivates them. It empowers them. Their self-esteem is, it goes up because now they're feeling like, oh, wow, everybody's listening to me. Also, the very Torah. Let the children see the very Torah. But very important, please. This is very important. When your child is saying a Dvar Torah, please make sure that no one is interrupting him. This is very, very important. Now, if you see that there are children who are interrupting the, the one who's saying a Dvar Torah, please tell the children, say them. Maybe, maybe get up, say them. Moshe, can you come here? I want to speak to you a second. Listen, if you can't handle this, you can stay here. It's really okay. But I want, I want Yankee to say Advar Torah now by himself. So I, I have no problem. You could stay here and come back afterwards. Don't force him to sit there. You can't force him to sit there. Give them an opportunity. Because when your child is saying Advar Torah and he's being interrupted, believe you me, it's a big, big, big hit for his self-esteem or her self-esteem. It really is. So it's important for them to say the Divrei Torah with nobody interrupting because they're, as it is, they're feeling very volatile doing it. They're not comfortable. They're not sure. And of course, after the Dvar Torah, to not just, oh, that was beautiful, Dvar Torah, maybe repeat something that he said. You know, I, I was thinking about the fact that you said that Avram Avinu, when he was, when he was tested and, and, and he left, that was very interesting because I was thinking, get involved. 
Don't slug him up. Please do not slug up your son or your daughter when they're saying a Dvar Torah. Don't let others slug them up. If they are, don't fight with them on the Shabbos table. Take them to the side. Say, let them just say their piece. Let them say their piece. And everybody wants to say, it's okay. Because, you know, especially boys, they have this thing where they want to slug up everybody. Learning Torah and Gemara and Vachulu, but not during a Dvar Torah. You have to be careful how we do it, but not during a Dvar Torah. Now, not just, you know, we spoke about attention during the Shabbos meal to your spouse, to your family, to your kids, to your guests. What's also important, though, is that you spend quality time with your spouse. I know I speak about this all the time, but you know what? It's pivotal. It's pivotal. Relationships are about spending quality time. When you're davani Tashem, right? What are you doing? You're, you're, you're talking in the middle? Obviously not. No. You're, you're completely focused on davani Tashem. Nothing else is going on. When you're spending time with our this is really, I'm really talking more to the men here than the women. Because men don't necessarily feel the, what women feel. Ultimately, the truth is we, both, we all feel. And, and, and sure, there are men who feel this way, but I mostly get complaints from the women. That what? Quality time. Just the, the fact that we spent the Shabbos meal together doesn't mean we had quality time together. doesn't mean. We had Shabbos. We ate the Shabbos meal. What do you mean? You sat next to me and we were talking. It's not quality time. Quality time means after the Shabbos meal to sit and the couch, and discuss, and relate, and to reassure, and to inspire, and to just talk to each other, spend some quality time with each other. Men, I know you're tired. It's a big problem, you know, very tired. Women are also tired, but men, I get this more from the men, the men are very, very tired, but give your spouse some time after the Shabbos meal. You know, maybe the problem is that you're, you're ending the Shabbos meal too late. A lot of us are having crazy long meals, crazy, crazy long meals. And I say crazy because sometimes... They, they're, they're really overboard, especially their Friday night meals. They could go to, we'll say, you know, 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then you got to wake up for Shachos the next day, and it's like all sudden and hard. And well, how come the children are not coming to Shachos? Well, I, of course, I don't come to Shachos, but the kids are not coming to Shachos. Well, I went to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning. What do you expect? You know, you expect the kids to come to Shachos on time? How could we be upset at our kids when we went to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning? And a child, what a child needs most, right, is, is, is the need, the feeling of, oh, I'm part of it. He's not going to sleep, or she's not going to sleep. Some kids, okay, they'll do their own thing. Some kids, especially when you have guests, they want to stay up, and they want, what's going on, and they want to be part of it. So they'll stay up till 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and the next day, they're not coming on time to chakras. So here comes the role modeling again. Let's role model with the kids after a certain time. That's it, good night. Now it's time to go to sleep. We had a beautiful Shabbos meal. It was genicked long, as, as I mazooked, and now we can go to sleep. It's okay. So the kids go to their rooms, and the parents could spend some quality time with each other, the living room, in the kitchen, or whatever it is. And if the kids are going to hang out, fine. The parents can go to the bedroom and spend quality time with each other. The point of the matter is, is that the meal shouldn't schlep to who two, three o'clock in the morning, because the next day it's going to be very hard to wake up the chakras. For, okay, if we wake up, but if we have children, it's going to be hard for children. And, and to spend quality time. Very, very important. Um... Uh, personally, I think taking walks is the best. That's what I personally think. Taking walks is the best, no matter what weather. Unless it's crazy, crazy easy, put on a coat, go outside, take a walk. When you take a walk, your mind starts working, start thinking, start connecting. I think it's a very, very, very good idea. And remember, we're not talking about walks right now. I'm connecting. It's a whole class in itself about you know how we have to connect to each other, reassure. Everybody has a chance, ha has to have a chance to be able to speak, to really listen to each other, not to argue with each other. The point right now is to spend quality time. 
Just the fact that you were spending time with your spouse during the Shabbos meal does not mean you had quality time with your spouse. Sorry, this is the way it is. I'm sorry. That's, I, you know, I'm in this business. I'm telling you, I know what works. This doesn't work just spending, spending you know, Shabbos meal time. Okay, next. Um, okay, so sleep, sleep is, by the way, sleep is very important. You know, I, I'm talk, I talk about sleep Friday night. Leil Shabbos, that, you know, sleeping, uh, Leil Shabbos, we shouldn't go to sleep too, too late because the next day. But by the way, this is true for every night. A lot of you are having problems, especially with your teenagers who are not waking up on time. Big, big, big problem in the community. Teenagers are not waking up on time. I, I want to tell you why this is happening. A lot of you, I, you know, I'm not trying, you know, I, I'm just, a problem that we have is that we're not going to sleep on time. Parents, we're not going to sleep on time. Of course, we have things to do, this, that, and the other thing, but just let's just... At a certain time, let's close, I'm talking about during the, the weekday, obviously, close the lights and go to sleep. Good night. If the parents go to sleep, the kids are going to go to sleep. A lot of you come from homes that they, you went to sleep on time. Your parents went to sleep on time. So that's why you go to sleep on time. Your body got used to going to sleep on time because your parents went to sleep on time. If your parents didn't go to sleep on time, you stayed up. Of course, there are morning people and night people and I know... <laughs> You know exactly what I mean. Right? Those of you who are morning people, are morning people, night people, night people. But regardless of that, shut the lights, go to sleep. Go to sleep. Leil Shabbos, obviously we can't shut the lights, so you just, good night, everybody, good night. Mommy and Tati are going to sleep. Mommy and Tati are going to take a walk. And the Shabbos meal earlier. This way it'll work out. Now, ladies who are listening to this, please, I, I, I say this many times. A lot of times I, I talk, and many women listen to this, and they're like, oh boy, my husband, why doesn't he do that? Why doesn't he do that? Please don't be upset at your husband. This doesn't happen like autopilot. You know, I'm saying things that I've seen and I've analyzed and heard, uh, you know, and, and have assessed. But your husband might not know. You want to motivate him, you can motivate him. Don't force him. Don't tell him, how can we don't do this? You could sit with him. Nice time. I know it's hard for you. This would make me happy. And fight one battle at a time. Fight, fight one battle at a time. Don't try to, like, win the world over in one Shabbos. Okay, but again, try to do whatever you can, and you'll see this will, this will really empower your relationship. Okay, next, 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 next. Talk about, talk about what here? Okay, Shabbos day. Now, this is true for Shabbos, Shabbos night also, but Shabbos day. Meals. For whatever reason it is, you can, you know, we can analyze it, we can assess it, we can break it down to death as if to say. At the end of the day, many, ladies, many of your husbands, many, many of your husbands, it is very important for them that the meal is ready on time. You know, is it fair? Is it not fair? Like Rabbi Blachenlake was always, you know, I love the man. He always says this beautiful part. He says what? He says, either you're going to, either, I say, he says, either you're going to feel right or you're going to do what's right. Let's do what's right. What's right is, is, is that we have shalom, we don't have machlokas. So we're going to work it first from the ladies' side. And now we're going to talk about the men. Okay, but let's talk to the ladies. Ladies, for residents, many of your husbands want the meal to be ready on time. Maybe they haven't eaten. Maybe they don't eat before. Maybe they have eaten. They had kiddush. They want the meal to be on time. If, this, if your husband is like this, and this is important for him, if it's not important for him, fine. But if it's important for him, you know what? Ask your husband, what time are you going to be home from, from Shachos? What time are you going to be home from Meirah? Because I want to have the meal on time for you. If you can't do it, you can't do it. I'm going to talk to the husbands in a second. Before you get upset at me, I'm going to talk to the husbands in a second. But first, I'm talking to the ladies. Do whatever you can. It's important for your husband that the meal's ready on time. Do it for him. He comes. You know, say, wait, the man's heart is through his stomach. There are all sorts of sayings. But at the end of the day, if a man's hungry, he's got his hats on, and he's going to be stressed, intolerant, judgmental, critical, insulting. Not all husbands, but just 
Gotta get them the food. Fine. Let it be ready on time. Okay, now let's talk to the men for a second. Men, your wives are very, very, very busy. I'm not saying this, you know, because I want to be fair. Ladies, men, at the end of your day, I'm telling you, try one day, you know, take over for your wife. You're going to see, you know, chas if your wife is sick one day, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The what? There's so much for her to do, to clean, to arrange. And then she has to dive in herself. It just doesn't stop. The job doesn't stop. There are going to be many times that your wife is not going to have the meal on time. She's just not, it's not going to be on time. Be mevater. Be mevater. Let it go. When it happens that she is on time, or say to her, you know, I'm coming home. I'm going to come home back from Shackles at, at 1230. If the meal could be on time, that would be wonderful. And if she has it on time, thank you. That meant so much to me, the fact that you, the meal is on time. I really appreciate it. But you have to learn to be mevater. A lot of us are just like very like sticklers. The meal was on time. You know what? Be mevater. Let it go. Be mevater. Let it go. You bring the shechina into your house. Baruch is giving you an opportunity to connect. So let it go. Let it go. Another thing about food, by the way, which I want to mention and that is, ladies, I know, I think we spoke about this last week. And of course, we want to make our, our husbands, our children, our guests happy with the food. But we got to be careful not to, you know, not to overdo the non-healthy food. I'm not saying this because I'm a nutritionist or anything. I'm saying it because at the end of the day, we feel better. We act better. We, we, we're just better physiologically, chemically, uh, neurologically. We're better when we eat Good food. We eat healthy food. I say good, not good, healthy food. So, of course, chulent, fish, that. But you know what? Maybe maybe cut down a little bit uh, on the wild, oily food or, or the non-healthy food. I don't have to tell you that. You know, but I'm saying because, especially, you know, it's funny. Shabbos, we eat Shabbos and we go to sleep, right? It's another big thing. Shabbos, we go to sleep. And, and like, who isn't tired after the Shabbos meal? Right? Shabbos day, everybody also becomes tired. Why also don't we become tired? It's really no secret. Most of us are eating chalent, kibbeh type of foods, these fatty foods. And automatically, our brain slows us down, and we get tired, and we want to go to sleep. Ladies, gentlemen, could you not go to sleep right away? Don't go to sleep on a full stomach. It's, it's, it's not a healthy thing. It's not a healthy thing. Take a walk. Spend some time. Do something. Go take a walk. Trust me, a walk, I think walks are the best. Really, they're best. They're so good. Because Shmoke is an opportunity to give us walks. Right now, it's not so cold. Not so cold. You could still take walks. Take a walk with your spouse. Don't go to sleep on a full stomach. It's, just, it's not good. It's not good. Your body is digesting the food. Your body is digesting the food while you're sleeping. Again, I'm not claiming to be a nutritionist. That's not my specialty. But I'm telling you, just working with couples, assessing the situations that what? It's just not good. Take a walk before you go to sleep. If you can, if you can't, again, if it's not working out, slowly but surely you'll figure out something, something to do. But let's not go sleep on full stomachs. Um, let's talk about sleeping. It's a biggie. That's a biggie, sleeping. If you have children, ladies and gentlemen, if you have children, many times what's happening, especially younger children, so one spouse is taking care of the kids and the other one is just sleeping the whole day. Many times this is happening. So many times, okay, the husband's working very hard. He wants to sleep in the afternoon. Guys, okay, you want to help and you wake up. You won't wake up. But at the end of the day, sleep, this is especially true in the winter with the short afternoons, especially, especially in the winter, where many of your wives are just watching the kids and they don't get to rest themselves. Well, what do you mean? I'm tired. Please. Sometimes it works the other way around. Sometimes the men, yeah, I know cases, sometimes the men are watching the kids the whole afternoon. We have to, you know, it's about, Shalom is about balance. It's about being mavater. It's about, it's about sacrificing for both ends. 
Meaning, let's talk about it. What can we do that you get some rest? What do that I get some rest? Ladies, don't. if your husband tells you, you can wake me up, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad because you're going to feel resentful later on if you don't get your rest, right? So if that's the case, don't feel bad. Instead, you can wake him up. He told you to wake him up, so you, you could, you, now you could go to sleep a little bit. Now, men, when you wake up, take care of the kids. Kahagan, as they say. Meaning, don't let's get up and you're like, you know, you're not watching the kids. They're making noise. Now your wife is not sleeping. So, right? It's a brachal of atala. What's, what's, the, what's the whole point of that? So, so that's, you know, that's another big and important piece that what? That, that if you're going to take care of the kids, really take care of the kids. Let your spouse relax. Let your spouse sleep. Your spouse might not want to go to sleep. Your spouse might say, ah, oh, it's okay. No, but you know what? Maybe don't go to sleep. Go read, 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 uh, read something, something Shabbistic or, you know, a Shabbos magazine or something, whatever it is, and I'm going to take care of the children. And then spend time again. That's why I say spending time with quality time with spouse. It's important, important during the day. It's important, it's important, Lail Shabbos. It's important on Shabbos. If you didn't get a chance to do it, then might is Shabbos. Guests. Some of you are having guests every Shabbos. Yeah. Some of you are having guests every Shabbos. Maybe one Shabbos you're not, but nonstop. It's not a good idea. It's really not a good idea to have guests every, every Shabbos. Okay, this Shabbos is a very big Shabbos. Shabbos project is a beautiful thing. I'm not saying this Shabbos. But some of you are constantly having guests. If you're constantly having guests, how are you supposed to connect to your spouse in the right way? How are you supposed to connect to your family in the right way? It's hard to split up the attention. Of course, I say you should do it. But even when you know when you do it, it's hard. Not, the kids are not getting so much attention. If you have children, your spouse is not getting so much attention. You're sharing it with the, with the guests. I'm telling you, those of you who are like, you know, get, taking guests in every week, it's a beautiful thing. If you have somebody who doesn't have where to go, split it up with another family. You have to have some sort of system. You have to have some sort of system in your house where you know if you, okay, we have guests twice every month, three times every month. Yeah, I think honestly that's too much. But you know what? Whatever it is, you know, you work it out with your spouse. Because I said that I feel it's too much doesn't mean your 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 family might be different. But two every week to have guests every week, it's like, you know, how how, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to, how are you supposed to connect with your family with your you know the, the kids want their individualized attention. Also, of those you have children, your wife wants her own attention. We want to have family time, so it's important. It's important, you know, to be able to work out the guest situation. Very important to work out the guest situation. I want to talk about shelters for a second. It's very interesting. Shala Shudis. You know, Shala Shudis is it's chiv. It's chiv to have three meals on Shabbos. But a lot of us are having meals in the in the Shtibel, in the Shul, in the Beis Medrash. We have Shala Shudis in the Shul. You know, if you're not spending time with your wife and your kids during the other meals, maybe Shala Shudis, you should come home. Seriously, maybe, maybe tell your wife, you know what? I'm not going to make it hard for you. I, actually, if you want, I'll buy some tuna fish. I'll buy some Excel, whatever it is. I'm going to have Shalash with this at home because I want to spend it at home. Of course, it's, it's, it's a dre. You have a mincha. You want the bismarch. You have your friends. Again, ladies, if your husbands are not doing this, don't push them. Don't push them. Don't push them because they're not, you know, they're not going to take it well. You want to motivate them. So you could say to them, you know, I was thinking, we don't get to spend normal time because there's so many guests in the house. Always there are guests. I was thinking, you know, I know it's hard for you, but if you could come home like a shalash of this, maybe try it one Shabbos. We'll see what happens. You know, that would be that would be nice because it's important to connect. And then, of course, it's important to connect to Kodesh Baruch because that's the point of Shabbos. The point of Shabbos is to connect to Hashem. Men, davening, learning. Now, I want to say something about learning Torah. And, and, and you know, 
I think most men could relate to what I'm about to say. For some men, it's not an issue. It's not an issue at all. But for most of us, you know, to actually start the learning process, sometimes it's like, we're so busy, I'm tired, I want to relax. Start learning. I don't start learning. But you and I know, once we start learning, once we do it, it's like, we just got to do it. Once you do it, it flows. We feel good about ourselves, especially if you get yourself a chavrusa, you go to a shir. But I'm telling you now on Shabbos, the only way to do it is set yourself a schedule. Don't let your wife set it for you. Don't let your kids set it for you. Set it for yourself. Now, you might not always be perfect. <coughs> I realize that. The schedule might not always work out. Set yourself learning time on Shabbos. Gentlemen, a lot of you are listening to this or doing this anyways. But if you're not, if you're not, set yourself a learning schedule on Shabbos. Do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Ladies, if your husbands are not plugged into this, just pause. Don't do anything yet because it's a very dangerous area. If you listen to my other classes, there are all ways of motivating your husbands in this area. And if you listen to my other classes and you know how to do it, then go ahead and try it out. And I'm saying I'll try it. Or maybe, you know, speak to his Rav, the But, But men who are listening to this, set your own schedule. If you want to learn one hour, set yourself an hour. Say yourself, you know, wake me up an hour before Mincha. Say, say to your wife, I want, I, want to, I want to learn. You know what? You might not make it an hour. You might end up making 45 minutes. But you know what? Get yourself rolling. Make yourself a schedule for Shabbos because the purpose is to connect to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Of course, we're connecting through all the other things also. But it's pivotal for us as men to learn Torah. It's pivotal for us to learn Torah. Just spend some time to learning Torah. So that's, <coughs> excuse me, that's important to integrate that into our Shabbos because that's what it's all about. Now, this Shabbos, Shabbos Project, not to mention, a lot of you are going to have, not for a moment, also a couple of very important things. Baruch uh, we were in our house to have a lot of Kirov, and we had a lot of people in our house. A lot of the time, the guests are coming to your house really have, they have no idea. They have no idea what you're doing. So of course, they're, they're impressed, and you don't, have to, you don't have to do this, but it would be very nice just to tell them what's going on. If you're about to make Kiddush, just tell them what Kiddush is. Tell them, I'm about to pronounce right now the fact that Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world in six days and stopped creating in the seventh, and we keep Shabbos. We're testimony that, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's testimony to, uh, that we have a Muna, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu exists, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. Just tell them that's what I'm about to do, so they'll know. <coughs> Some of them don't know. Some of them, they have no idea what, what Kiddush is. Um, what Kiddush is? Washing. They might not know how to wash. They don't just take them to the sink twice on the right, twice on the left. Say the bracha. Here's why we wash. Say the bracha together with them. They don't know how to make the bracha. Say the bracha together with them. Speak to your posseg. A lot of posseg will allow you to, to actually make the bracha with Hashem's name. If they, if they don't know, speak to your posseg. Some posseg might allow, some posseg might not allow, but you might actually be able to say the bracha with, with the Shem Hashem. If they, otherwise, they're not going to say the bracha. So you want to wash it with them. Shalom Aleichem. You want to explain them what Shalom Aleichem is. Not a, not a drasha. Amen. Not a drasha. We're not talking about long drushes. This is a, a small, small thing. Everybody's hungry. Small thing. Here's what Shalom Aleichem is all about. Here's what Eishas Chayel is all about, right? And especially this, this is very, very important. This is very, very important. Hopefully you're doing this every week. Anyways, you're doing this every week. Appreciation of my wife who worked so hard to prepare the Shabbos meal. We talk about Eishas Chayel. Just explain, 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 because they might not have any idea. <coughs> they might not have any idea. Um, Zmiris, they're not necessarily going to sing. But you know what? Maybe you can get them transliterated benches. Let's take a look inside. They feel comfortable. Benching, same thing. So these are some points that keep them in the loop. Keep them in the loop. Those of you who are inviting people for Shabbos, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. Those of you who weren't, weren't able to do it, it's okay. It's fine. You'll have an amazing Shabbos with your family. 
you know, have children with your wife, with your husband, you have an amazing Shabbos. Thank you for listening to Rabbi Yitz Greenfield. Questions, comments, feedback, 917-397-2841, 917-397-2841. Have an amazing Shabbos. We spoke about Shabbos. This Shabbos Mitzvah will be amazing for all of us. Thank you for listening, and have an amazing week.